Okay, welcome everyone to a very, very special edition of Sundays with Poppy because today is what, Poppy? F day. <laughs> Father's day. Father's day. So it's F day. Happy F day to all you fathers out there. We have. I'm sitting outside in Westport, Connecticut with Poppy. Say hi, Poppy. Hi, guys. And Jamo, Jamie Corn. Hello. And Poppy was just telling us uh, some stories about his father, so we thought we'd just record them. So, Poppy, you can continue. You were just telling us a good story about your dad, right? When my father married my mother, he had gumball vending machines along a highway in New Jersey. Okay. And he would go in the morning and collect his pennies. In 1937... When I was born, he wanted to change his occupation. He wanted to become a manufacturer of men's trousers. Okay. Why? Make more money than gumballs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, does that make sense? So he went to his father and older brother, who were in the overcoat business, to borrow... $500. This is true. Wow. They turned them down. I never knew my father's older brother or my grandfather until I was 15 when wow. they made peace. Because they got in a big fight over that? No, we just didn't talk to them. Wow. We had nothing to do with them. Huh. We didn't invite them to any occasion. They didn't invite us. And the hell with them. That's so sad. They were wrong for turning him down. Yes, I the agree. 500 meant nothing to them. Mm -hmm. He eventually went to my mother's family and got the 500, and he went into the men's trouser business. Wow. He would cut the pants in New York and ship them to Pennsylvania to be put together. Four years after he went into business... We went to war, and he signed a contract with the Army to manufacture khakis for the Army. Really? I didn't know that. I know you didn't know it. That's so why I'm telling recording you. <laughs> Anybody that had a contract with the government made out like a thief. Because if they cost $2 to make, he charged them 6 charged them 8 whatever the traffic would bear. It made a lot of money. Wow. So he was making khaki pants for the soldiers in the army yeah. in the war. Yeah. In what year? 1941. 1941. Crazy. Crazy. No. Okay, so one so other story. My father made father. out like a bandit. And he opened Jimmy's. Jimmy's today sells $25,000 dresses. When did he open Jimmy's? Jimmy married my cousin Gloria. My cousin Gloria was Ellen's equivalent as a young woman. She, she was a Vogue model when she was 16. She was in a magazine when she was 16. I'm telling you the truth. Crazy. Who, this was Gloria your cousin. And me, Gloria was my first cousin. What was your first cousin on your father's side? On father's side. And he, she married a man named Jimmy. Jimmy was a navigator in the Army Air Force. There was no separate Air Force in those days. 
was part of the army. He flew over France and Germany. He, he did good. <clears throat> when he got out, he went to work right, for his grand... Wow. For his father-in-law's company. Okay. They made men's shirts. It was called K&E. Jimmy. So it was a cheap men's shirt manufacturer. Wow, it's nice and cool out here. It is. He met my father in a restaurant one day. My father said to him, what do you want to work there? Come with me. I'll open your store. I'll give you the pants. I'll teach you how to fix them. And you'll be good. Right. So he did. That's how Jimmy started. And that's what he did. He so he sold all his pants and everything that he started to make at He learned Jimmy's. how to do the crotch and and the bottoms. <laughs> and he went into business. And that's that he had Jimmy's that whole time. For a long time. At one time, there was a Jimmy's on seventy second street, a Jimmy's on King's Highway, a Jimmy's in East Hampton. And a Jimmy's in West Hampton. Crazy. I have a they question. eventually closed them all, except for the West Hampton store. And that's what still exists. Which with... makes out like a bandit. They own the Betsy building now. Right. Crazy. I have a question. Is Gloria the daughter of the brother that you guys didn't get along sister. with? Oh, of the My sister. My father had five sisters and three brothers. Really? One brother was George. George was like high quality Goyam. We didn't speak to him. We never saw him. He's the one we never heard. He never had anything to do with the But family. he was Jewish. What? He was Jewish. He was Jewish. He went into the advertising business. I think he did okay. We had nothing to do with him. The second brother was Saul. Saul was in the coat business with Grandpa. Didn't know Saul till I was 15. He's the one that didn't know the they, Grandpa. They turned Wow. There were five sisters. At Gertie was the second sister, second oldest sister. There were five sisters born before three brothers. They had a big family. Five older sisters. And then Phil and the, and the two brothers. Right. Three brothers. Aunt Gertie was the second oldest sister. And she really loved my father and took care of him as a kid. Her husband, her husband was an attorney. He died when he was 39. My father supported her and her two children through college. Were you close with them? Wait a minute, you know who he was? Cousin Harold Brown. Oh, cousin Harold Brown. The whiz my, my kid. My first cousin graduated high school. All because of your dad. My first cousin. High school at 15. College at 18. Had a PhD in physics by 21. At that time, they were working on the atom bomb. The one they dropped on Japan. In California at the Livermore Laboratory. The head was Edwin Teller, another Jew. He invited Harold to come and work with him. And Harold and, and he invited the hydrogen bomb, the atomic bomb, rather. Harold the Wizard. What cities did we drop it on? 
Come on, girls. Japan, Japan. Hiroshima, Hiroshima. Nagasaki. How come I know and you don't know? I knew Japan. I don't think there's a single ha- ha- podcast ha- episode without Harold Brown. Yeah. In the nineteen in the nineteen Your dad paid for Harold Brown's school. I don't hear. Phil paid Phil, your dad? What? Your dad? Yes. Paid for Harold Brown's school after his yes, dad died. His sister's school wow. and supported his mother wow. until Crazy. she was married. Yes, it's amazing. Okay, Poppy, some final Father's Day thoughts. One question: What did you do for Father's Day for Phil when you were growing up? Do you remember? He either came to my house or Michael's house, and we gave him presents and had a meal. Did you grill like hamburgers? Did you make hamburgers, steak? What'd you make? Uh, probably steak. Okay, and what is, what is one of your favorite things about your dad? About what? About Phil. Phil was a man like this. Phil did what he wanted, and if anyone didn't like it, he'd say, fuck off. <laughs> okay, and what is what has been your favorite thing about being a dad to your three girls? Just seeing them. The splendid lives my children have made for themselves and their children, I hope, are going to make for themselves. So far, they've had it pretty easy. (laughs) Okay, and what? To every life, a little rain must fall. It happens. When our kids, when we tell our kids how amazing our grand, when we tell our grandkids how amazing our lives are. We're going to say, and we have our poppy to thank, just like you said, you have your grandpa. She said that when we tell our our kids, your great-grandkids, about how amazing our lives are, we're going to say it's because we had our poppy and Mima to thank. There's some truth to that. I think so. And a Mima. And a Mima. There's so some what, truth to what that. Was your, what is your favorite part about being a grandpa? When Evan was born, the second grandchild. What about me? <laughs> Mark Blitzer walked out of the delivery room and announced to me in the waiting room, I broke the Cohen curse. <laughs> Since then, we've had seven girls in a row. You know, you know the OB guy's kids were patients of mine. He was a fellow Engelbert. Engelbert. He practiced in the city. And and he was his kid. He lived in Roslyn. His kids were my patient. His wife was my patient. When Sherry delivered Allie, Sherry was already forty years old. When you're forty years old and you have babies, very often something goes wrong. It's well known. Ellen met Mark in a in a, in a, in a corridor outside the delivery room. And she said to Mark, you give me a healthy Sherry and a healthy baby. I'll do all your parties free. And she did. She made bar mitzvah. She made bat mitzvah. She did. She kept her word. (laughs) That was good. Mark's mother-in-law brought her kids to me. Wow. His wife. When, When I was in practice... For the first half hour of my day, I would answer the phone. No nurse, no receptionist. Me. And you can ask me anything you want. What's the weather like? Anything you want. And I would answer it. 
There were five women who, when I heard their voice on the other end of the line, an icy hand would grip my heart because I knew I was in for it. Mark's mother-in-law was one of those ladies. <laughs> Truth. I hated to hear from Mark. That's funny. Okay, Poppy, we need a final, a final sign-off. Any other things you'd like to say about Father's Day or being a father before we say bye to our listeners and go have some presents and cake? I feel blessed. I hope my family feels blessed. And I love all of you with all my heart. Us too. Jamie, do we feel blessed? We feel the most blessed. We're so We are lucky. so blessed that we have the best poppy, grandfather, father, everything. Thank you. With thank us. You. And we love, love you so much. Love you too, baby. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>